My friend Mike Simeone was the first person I interviewed on this little podcast. I chose Mike for a couple of reasons. One is that I knew he had experience in radio and audio production, so I actually consulted him a lot getting this thing off the ground. The other reason was that I knew we had this odd backstory that we could delve into together. If you happen to listen to episode one, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, maybe you want to check it out first. But anyhow, there's one more element to the story I want to share. Ever since I reconnected with Mike on Facebook, we've been chatting on Facebook Messenger. And a lot of that is Mike sending me voice messages. Many, many voice messages. Since about December of 2016, he sent me about three hours worth, all recorded in 60 second clips or less. They will just come in these sporadic bursts. Sometimes I'll have time to respond immediately. Sometimes I'll be asleep or at work or dealing with family stuff and I can't even listen to them for a while. Most of the messages are NC-17 too, so I can't listen out loud unless I'm alone. But I realize these clips make up some kind of unique audio document. Listening back to them, it reminded me of those weird times that maybe you're driving on the highway late at night and you tune into some random AM station and pick up some unknown talk show from who knows where and just become fascinated in the long pauses and manic drama of someone else. Or maybe like when you might have found some homemade cassette tape at a yard sale and you'd give it a listen. So I wanted to share them with you. Not all three hours, of course. I've edited them down. They're random. Oftentimes there are many, many text messages in between the audio ones that you're not going to be aware of, but it doesn't matter. I think they flow in a performance art kind of way. These are all in chronological order, except for a few that I'll get to later. Oh, and these are explicit for sure, so you've been warned. So I hope you like them. I'm Dave Austin. And who are these people? Say something. Uh, do you have the... Can you hear me? Yeah, and I'm rolling. Did you, have, did you make sure that... Oh, okay. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. A lot exactly. of sci-fi ideas are becoming real. Yeah. It's like Barbarella's tongue box. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow. It is therapeutic. The last generation to be raised without the internet. Yeah. The first generation to jump into the internet. What, what does it mean? Like, did it really even happen? I love the word cunt. I have a little uh, uh, categorization for movies. It's called COTM, cunt of the movie. And I try to see if I can make it through one movie without screaming out cunt to some woman that well deserves that title. Also, I love the word cunting as an adjective or maybe verb. Um, used in the Exorcist movie um, by the P uh, P yeah P soup whatever fuck off have a good day cunting you're cunting and she's cunting yeah verb and uh, adjective god I sound like a fag sometimes dude I was just listening to some of the messages I've left you in the past and Jesus Christ I really have to watch it it's not that I sound like a like a it's a 
the queen of the desert. I just, I can kind of make my voice a little high, and I don't know if I lisp or not, but another thing like that, I talk really, eh. But when I have a cold, I can talk like this. That's right, Mike. Give me all you got in the ass, Mike. Oh, Dave, I'm beginning to think that you're not going to turn gay. I don't know. I'm going to have to bring it up next time I go to therapy. Anyways, I suppose this means you're staying with Jen. Good talking to you, dude. Dude, I make such a mess when I jack off. I have to put up crime scene tape every time I come. Have a nice day. So, you know, my mom died at the end of December. I never mentioned this to you, but it was a scene out of a movie. I'm sitting there. We're all by the casket outdoors, and it's like 30 degrees outside, and um, they're wrapping things up and um, putting the flowers on the casket. And I heard my brother lean over to my dad and say, so did they put the cat in the casket with mom? I just fucking lost it. I just gotta tell you, they buried my mom's cat with her. <laughs> is, that, is that fucked up, dude? <laughs> I think it is. Holy shit. Uh, miss you, man. Hope you're doing okay. Mike, is that story real? No, I know it is. Uh, you wouldn't say such a fucked up story if it wasn't real. Uh, I can't believe it. No, I mean, was the cat dead already? Did they put the cat to sleep like some Egyptian goddess to be buried with her cat and all her service, servants that they're executed and put in the pyramid? Is that what happened? I can't believe it. But anyhow, I have a new microphone. I just figured out how to use it. So uh, we can begin our podcasting empire now. Um, what's up? Do you have a show? Was Is the Mike Simeone show on the air or what? You tell me. Talk to you soon. Bye. Dave, it was so good to hear your voice. That was a funny, funny message. Funny, funny, funny message. I think what's the funniest thing about it is that every single thing you questioned is what went through my mind as I was sitting there graveside I'm like okay is there a live cat in there so I had to ask I actually leaned over towards my nephew I think I said that maybe I said hey there's a cat in the coffin and he's like yeah and I'm like why <laughs> And he says, well, your your dad wanted it that way. Oh, so yeah, I figured out by swarthy deduction that uh, it was a cat that died before my mom did, and they had it cremated, and my dad decided to, I don't know if this is the right turn of phrase, but kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Is that as funny to you as that is to me? <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. The cat's got my tongue. Stop it. Uh, 
cat was officially on its tenth life. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so I, I had this visual of this stiff cat paws straight up laying right beside my mother. I didn't... Anyway, that's what I thought, Dave. So uh, that's my little story. Uh, one more quick thing. As long as I'm telling funeral stories, um, when my aunt died, I went to the funeral. I was having anxiety, so I decided to do take a couple of the, the Xanax off my aunt's windowsill. Um, uh, I don't remember now because it was 20 years ago. Anyways, it ended up being Viagra, and I had a boner the whole service. Uh, and yes, all those stories are true, of course. I wouldn't say enough stupid shit happens. It's true. Who needs to make up anything? I have to go. Um, I could say more. And really soon we should actually do this in person or via, you know, whatever. Dave, it's good to hear from you, man. Have you ever had to shit so much or so bad? that you like start feeling numb from your asshole down through your legs that literally happens to me and I picture these hard turds smushing my spinal cord and partially paralyzing me that's what I picture happening and I am a ordained minister so it's probably true we'll let this be rhetorical so would it creep you out knowing that I was watching Brokeback Mountain earlier this morning, and you know what? Never mind. Good night. No, your fucking business, faggot. Did I ever tell you about the time I was over? I doubt it. I was over at this guy's house, and um, we were out on his patio, and we were sitting next to each other and talking in a low voice. I don't know why he was, and he was drinking a little bit and kind of mumbling. And he turns to me and he goes, Hey, man, yeah, you want me to sit on your face? And I was like, Oh, okay, I guess, you know, sure. Um, so I thought he was going to sit on my face. And he hovers over me and takes a really hefty, liquidy, diarrhea shit right on my face. He said shit on my face. He meant to do it on purpose. And the good thing we were on the patio, because there was a hose right there, and I used the hose, I hosed down. Yes, it got in my mouth. You know what? Tastes a little bit like pennies. And of course that's true. I don't think I tell any strange stories that aren't true. Holy God. I'm sorry about that. But I'm, I'm medicated and tired, and that's what you get. I will not be responding anymore to you. Now. Sit. Sit on my face. Always enunciate, Dave. That's the lesson for you and Jen. Always enunciate. Or something could go terribly catastrophically wrong. I would hate to see that happen to you. Your face. Goddamn this thing. I don't know if I ever told you that Howard Stern's show stole two bits of mine. Um, from back in 2005 and then another one in 2003 
Um, and he stole them like at the same time his interns or whatever did when they were on my website. The, those clips were, and they were like remarkably similar. I haven't recorded even. Yep, that's right, Mr. Howard Stern copied me. I mean, because come on. Fucking interviewing a mime on the radio, fucking priceless. And he even used the same fucking music I did, motherfucker. And the other one was about a uh, asshole acting like a camera shutter. It's a little more intricate than that and scientific, but I think that might be on your uh, medical capabilities to understand. Please leave me alone now. Fuck me. Okay, I'm glad I didn't listen to that before I went to sleep last night. But, uh, I think your first story about the guy on the patio, well, that's actually a fitting tribute to um, Chuck Berry, who we just lost, a great American hero, uh, musician, rock and roll innovator, Chuck Berry. I think he might have enjoyed that story. God bless him. Praise Jesus. Amen. Oh, I'm thinking it's going to be a big one. I'll name it after you. I just want to let you know how damn privileged you are. You are the first human, besides doctor's office and pharmacists, you're the first human that I have had a conversation with on my telephone in over at least a year, at least, or Skype. I've had one other phone call with a human via Skype, but not on the telephone. So I'm just letting you know that you are something special, young man. And don't let anybody ever tell you any different. Oh, God, I'm definitely going to name it Dave. It's a coming. Cosby kids are ready to be dropped off at the pool. Over and out. So after careful consideration, and I put a lot of thought into it, you know, weighing the pros and cons of you know, doing it again, and, um, I just don't think I can, man, it's just, it's just gonna be too, it's gonna be too much for me, uh, you know, there's no way I can take a shit this morning, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to try and wait until tonight, but I don't remember how long that's gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna be three days, or four days, or five days, cause you know, if it's a lot of days, oh, I'm gonna be in trouble, I'm going to, like, rip a whole tear in the space-time continuum that is my asshole. Um, I mean, really, how do you break a hole, right? But I think I might. So I just wanted to tell you that. I hope you're not disappointed. I'm still here for you. One time I took a shit in a Pringles can. Another time shit entered my mouth. I was sleeping, and I had a bag of uh, peanut M&M's beside me. I'd fallen asleep with them, and um, my cat used to sleep up on the bed. And um, Anyways, I woke up in the morning, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm craving chocolate. So I grabbed over and reached and grabbed the peanut M&M put it in my mouth. And it turned out that it was a small little cat turd that had been a dingleberry on my cat's ass by hair, you know. And it was a small, small. It was actually like the size of a peanut M&M. I didn't chew it because by the time it reached my tongue, I was like, hey, I know this flavor. And then it was a prompt exit. Um, yep, 
course, it's a true story, Dave. Don't ask. And I'll stop. Um, what? Uh, so my ass was bothering me. This was a while back. And it was hurting me and hurting me and for a few days. And I was like, man, I, got a, I, feel, I wonder if I've got some kind of sore disease or something. And uh, so I go in the mirror and I hike my leg. I go in the bathroom and hike my leg up on the sink, you know, to do a, a, a respectable self-check. And I heard something hit the floor. It turns out that uh, there was uh, half of a pistachio shell smashed in my ass cheek, in my crack. I don't know. Please don't ask. Um, so apparently that was it. Because once the uh, pistachio shell was out of my asshole, uh, the pain stopped and got better. Now, if you're wondering if Mike has a theme running through his life, anyways... I wanted to share a story with you real quick about Spencer Gifts. Remember that store that sold all the fun stuff and dirty stuff? Well, I used to manage one right up Vista Ridge Mall in Louisville, a cool mall. And this is going to have to be continued on the next message. I was managing there, and they had these vibrating bananas, which were really cool for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them was that they smelled like bananas. Now, that is beyond me because it's only going to smell like bananas once. You know what I'm saying? I used to be really sexually driven back then, and uh, I shoved one up my ass and turned the vibrator on and put the vibrator control in my pocket while I was walking around the store helping customers. I went to the bank with the one in my ass, and um, when I was done using it, I took it out and threw it in the defective bin. Yeah, what a surprise somebody got. A woman once returned one with a pubic hair attached to it. I remember that. Um, let's see. I used to jack off to the posters behind the aisles while people were in the store. And I think I'm done for now. And that's all, dude. Have a good day. You know, I just wanted to say this. I don't know if you notice this trend. Maybe you don't have this over there, but over here in the states, they they got in this trend where they abbreviate medical illnesses now. I get to make them sound cool. Um, um, let's see. There's non twenty four. That's for blind people that can't tell if it's daytime or nighttime, so their sleep gets fucked up. Um, there's a commercial for Hep C for those people that didn't think that hepatitis was quite hip enough. And and commercial after commercial, they do this. There are other examples, but I can't think of any right now. Um, uh, I don't know. I could make some up, but that's all I've got to say, David. Enough of you. I used to have a roommate. Let's call him Poopy Pants. And he used to, this isn't an adult, owning his own house. He used to like um, shitting on the floor. Uh, he would shit in the garage floor, which was really gross when the summertime heated it up because now we didn't clean it up. He would shit on his kitchen floor. He would shit down his leg when he was jogging. And I asked him why he did this, and he told me it's because he liked the way it felt pushing it in and out. And I said, dude, why don't you just, like, get a dildo or something? His response to me was, well, that would be gay. You know, I'm just saying. 
my cat dying isn't an especially big deal to me. Well, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend, and my cat, which was a boy, he used to fuck my arm, my upper, my biceps, and my my elbow crease. I didn't realize he was doing this for the past seven, eight years, until just recently when, well, wetness would occur, and I got kind of grossed out, but then I kind of got endeared to it, and I just kind of, you know, he basically raped me. I'm a victim of cat rape, feline rape, and I can't stay silent about it any longer. I did continue to let it happen for year after year after year. So I guess I'm not so much a victim anymore as I was a volunteer. Um, anyways, just thought I'd share that little tidbit with you. So yes, I let it continue. I thought it was cute. I mean, he even had his balls supposedly cut off, but whatever. <laughs> Dave, you are on a roll, sir. That's funny. <laughs> Pussy rape. Why not? That's awesome. You're you're a good boy. Don't laugh at yourself. That was classless. It wasn't funny. Actually, it was really funny. Pussy rape. On the Tonight Show. That's awesome. Okay, look. And once again... Oh, shut up. I don't need to justify my actions to you. It's not LGBTQ. You and everybody else cut that shit out. What the fuck? Like, questioning? That's what the Q stands for, right? So, questioning is not a sexual preference. It's not an identity. It's not a gender. Everybody wants to fucking be special. Oh, I want my questioning rights. What the fuck would those even look like? I need counseling for question. I need a questioning support group. You know what? Give me a fucking break. You're questioning. That means you're either in denial or you just haven't made up your goddamn mind yet. Go have sex with a dude and then you won't be questioning anymore. Christ. Questioning fucking pisses me off, dude. Fuck off, everybody. It's going to be LGBTQ and 24 other goddamn letters of the alphabet. Asshole people. Have a nice gay. You see, sarcasm just doesn't translate very well. Personality doesn't translate very well via text. That's why texting is not preferable to this. So are you too good? Are you too good? You and your busy man, adult boy, uh, Singaporean self, too good to, to talk to me? You're not working, are you? Tell me what it is you do again. I mean, I know what it is you do generally, but what is it that you do? Can you give me a job, please? Contract work kind of sucks when you're not contracting. So I had to fax some papers over to a doctor's office a while back. I called and the 20-something ditzy-sounding secretary answers the phone. And I'm trying to ask her for the fax number. She gives me the fax number and she scuffles around. She comes back and she goes, you know what? Can't find any paper. Can you hold on a second? I'm like, sure. She goes away, comes back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, how hard can this be? And she gets back on the phone and she says, look, like, I don't know if I can do this fax thing right now. 
uh, I don't mean to bother you, but do you think you could maybe fax me a piece of blank paper so I can receive your paper? I'm going to start getting both an attitude and a complex. If you have enough time to fucking post fucking fucking god fucking fucking pictures on Facebook showing people pictures of building and food and pieces of clothing tires crowbars stoplights you have a fucking minute to respond to me you rude motherfucker you will rue the day Something happened. Non-illegitimus cabrundum. Non-illegitimus cabrundum. It's a beautiful saying if you don't know what it means. You will absorb it. You will facilitate it and masticate on it. Fuck. Hate people. I was just thinking of it. So one example that encapsulates my family dynamic is when my mother died. Um, I was the only person I was not invited to ride in any of the family limousines wasn't invited and uh, no I didn't do anything to deserve that treatment um, but that was pretty awesome so that's that's the family dynamic there with that and uh, I won't whine anymore it looks like you are absorbed with family looking doing homework and whatever that public video was you showed me it looks like you're very busy I guess that's a good thing though right kids can be cool I was a foster parent once did you know that if I've never shared this with you I am now I get a visceral reaction that travels through my body starting at my toenails Every time somebody uses an emoticon, I really do. I want to punch the shit out of people. I want to cut you. Thanks. By the way, this is all your fault. Had you had done the unselfish thing years ago and become a homo and embraced me as your lover till the end of time, I would be Mr. Olympian. And I'd be taking my little won't care of my little woman. Yeah, I know, you're right. I'm not really the masculine type, am I? Fuck. Nah. My mother used to babysit George and Jeb Bush when she was little. Because, you know, they're really from Connecticut, not fucking bullshit Texas. Anyways, when they all lived in Connecticut, my mom would babysit for uh, George and Jeb when they were little kids. And they would tie my mother up and play. Oh, I forget what the game is when you play. Tie up people, but that's what they would do. They tied her up on a chair and they played some game. You're welcome. Um, no, she let them tie her up, I think. I think um, it was kind of a little cowboy's. I don't know. I have a visual of them going woo, 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 around the chair in the living room. So I think it was consensual tying up. I don't know. You think I should? You think I should call a like current affair and tell them that my mom was raped, gang raped by Jeb and George Bush? I could go with that. I just ruined. A 27-year-old stereo I had. 
by spilling a cup of piss in it accidentally. And then now the whole room smells of fried stereo. Such a bummer. Don't you hate when that happens? How many times have you done that, man? You just spill a cup of piss in something valuable? I'm not going to answer any questions related to that story. I am bummed out, though. Survived all these decades, decades to be brought down by my piss. What a pisser. Sorry. And it's not better to be pissed on than pissed off. Okay, well, that statement begs a lot of questions. Um... Well, first of all, I was relieved because I thought you said you were you're about to say you ruined like a 27 year old boy's life or something like that. Uh, thank goodness it was only a stereo. However, that question was quickly eclipsed by the question, "Why did you have a cup of piss in the first place? Is this uh, medical or is it really just laziness? Uh, that's something you're going to have to ask yourself." chuckle to myself or that's more of an lol actually you could say it's radio golden <laughs> so i gotta tell you this so uh me and this girl on facebook went to high school together we have about the same amount of friends on facebook maybe maybe she has more but seeing as we're friends we're connected and we all knew each other because it was banned so she she tweets about her Facebook's about her dog dying and she got like a hundred and something comments and 60 likes my fucking mother died and I got like 8 comments and like 10 likes are you kidding me? And then two days later, the bitch takes a picture of the empty food and water bowl. You know, and then gets way more comments. So maybe what I should have done is take a picture of my mom's, I don't know, empty food and water bowl. Maybe her porta potty. Uh. What? Her dribble glass? Fuck off, people. I hate Facebook. The only reason I'm on it, I tell you probably before, the only reason I'm on it is to refuel my hate towards people in general, my misanthropy, and to blast sarcastic comments at people. It took... Everything. Oh, so when her dog died and the, when she took a picture of the food bowl, I put a laughy face instead of a cry one. I hate people. And you should have taken a picture of your mo- mother's, like, open casket and put that on Facebook. That would have gotten some responses. <laughs> or maybe you could have taken a picture of the empty food and water bowl of the dead cat that was buried with your mom. That would be like meta. Ooh, 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 with the cat next to her. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. You know, I wonder if they gave her a Brazilian when they were fixing her up. That's one thing I'm not wondering. Well, if I've told you this before, tough shit. But um, I hope I have it because it's interesting. So uh, I think there's a whole aspect of my health I haven't talked to you about. But anyways, I had a spinal stimulator in my back. And there's no countdown on this thingy. I had a spinal stimulator on my back, and um, it had a wireless remote control and wireless charging. You know, you would uh, place the charger up against your ass to charge it. That's where the that's where the uh, the charger. That's where the uh, thing was located. It was in the top of my ass. Coincidentally, it was at the top crack of the crack of my ass. Um, anyways, it started short circuiting, and the way that you had to defeat it if it started to short circuit because it had a warning on it that said um, unit may activate itself when going through police scanners or through automatic doors and grocery stores that's fantastic because if you can imagine just a zillion volts full blast connected straight to your spinal cord holy fuck it makes you scream and writhe and everything so anyways, it started to short circuit and it would turn on automatically and shock the shit out of me. The way you had to defeat it was you had to have this big magnet and you had to rub it up against your ass. So I was in Walmart one night, like two in the morning, shopping for ass magnets. And of course, I was having to test these magnets, so I unbuttoned my pants and pulled them halfway down my crotch, and um, I was rubbing all these variety of refrigerator magnets and and kids magnets and all kinds of industrial magnets. I moved to a different section, rubbing everything against my ass, finding one that works. So I did find one that works, and. Um, you know, it, when you go up to the cashier with a, a big ass magnet and a, a jar of Vaseline and a rubber, they, they, you know, whatever. Um, so it ended up shocking me one night. I was up with a group of people and the girl I live with now. Uh, it started shocking the shit out of me when I was getting out of my car. And I didn't have the ass magnet, and I was screaming to her, go get the ass magnet, go get the ass magnet. So she gets it, and she's pulling down my pants, and she's, I'm telling her, rub it on my ass. This could still be a sitcom scene. Rub it on my ass. So she touches it to my ass, and she gets electrocuted. She got electrocuted twice before my ass turned off. By the time it turned off, I was screaming and there was a whole bunch of people watching. I am now done. So this one time, I uh, was some Boy Scouts. Maybe Cub Scouts. No, just a Boy Scout, but I was young. I was like beginner Boy Scout, whatever that is. And like 11, and I was sleeping in this tent with these two other guys. And uh, I was like trying to go to sleep. They were doing other stuff. And all of a sudden they said, hey, feel our thumbs. 
And I said, what? And they said, feel our thumbs. And I was like... And I was like, okay, I'll feel your thumb. So they took my hand, and because uh, we're all laying down because it was in a tent and we were in sleeping bags or stuff. But and they took my hand and um, they put it on their thumbs, um, and it didn't feel like their thumbs though. Um, and then I, felt, I realized it wasn't their thumbs because their thumbs weren't on their hands; um, they were on their dicks. And they felt like dickheads and not thumbs. Uh, and my first clue was that I couldn't find a thumbnail. And I figured, hey, that's probably not a thumb. Um, that was my first um, gay exchange with a boy. And that was before I was interested. So I blew some good opportunities there. And no pun intended. You unresponsive dick. Dave, I just want to tell you, you are my mother, father, brother, lover, sister, auntie, uncle, little baby Jesus. Okay, so you guys still with me? Anybody still with me? All right, so hopefully you've been digging that. I mean, I think there's some pretty funny stuff in there. There's definitely some reoccurring themes. Um, scatological comes to mind. But anyhow, so buried in all these messages, and there may have been even some references that I didn't cut out that you may have caught. I don't know. But anyhow, buried in all these messages, and these are the ones that I took out of chronological order, there was this little gem. And then, let's see, my cat died and my mom died within like two weeks of each other. Yeah, I know. Maybe most people wouldn't put those things together, but I was really upset over one of them. The other one was my mother. Uh, I got diagnosed with HIV and cancer and AIDS all this year. And just killing I uh, just thought I'd tell you this, all in the spirit of having a little bit of balance. Don't want to have too much sunshine without a little bit of clouds, otherwise you wouldn't appreciate either. <laughs> yeah, so did you get that? Yes, Mike has AIDS and cancer. Not the best situation to be in. Not cool. I'm not down with that. Now, most people would at least have some family support. Well, here's this other little tidbit. To answer your question, no. Uh, none of my family will talk to me. And um, I really don't socialize much these days. And, uh, you know, uh, excluding people like you, friends in general tend to care about other people's lives for about five minutes and then they move on to something else totally get it it's a it's a human condition but you know no one wants to be hassled with anything i have to say or, or do so now if something needs done i do it myself so yeah after he told me you know i asked some follow-up questions and 
there was no real definitive answers. It seemed like things may turn out okay. Doctors don't know everything. There's a lot of uncertainty. Things keep going. People keep going. And, you know, uh, he has a sense of humor. We had exchanges like this one. Oh, stop it. It's not like I'm begging for a compliment. I told you. I've got it handled. How dare you? You know what? I think you're just jealous. I think you're envious of me. Because I've got what you want. You know what I'm talking about. AIDS, motherfucker. If you want, I will mail you some. I'll have to hide it in like a jar of Vegemite. So, because um, that's contraband. You can't really mail that stuff across uh, county lines. Oh, but Dave, you're too nice. Aww. Aww. Howard Stern stole my material. Just saying. Again. An AIDS giveaway. That's a great promotion for the show. Uh, yep. The tenth caller gets free case of AIDS. <laughs> okay, that was funny. You insensitive prick. How dare you? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> You're funny. So that was a while ago, and uh, Mike has told me things have gotten worse. He cannot support his weight on his legs, so he has mobility issues, and he's kind of stranded. And he is trying to get access to a wheelchair that will work for him and hopefully be able to drive. But things are not, things are not on the up and up. Things are looking a bit dark. And on top of that, he doesn't have any support from his family, which I find baffling. And I told him, I said, what, do you want me to, can I call your father? Can I call your family for you? I would just be like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, things are serious now. Whatever you think this is about, it's time to put that aside and realize that you've got a family member that needs help. And I'm not really sure what I can do because I live across the planet on the other side. And I'm hoping that maybe somebody out there could reach out, offer some assistance. You know, I think if he, if Mike just had some people in his life who could just lend a hand every now and then would make things so much better. And you know, if this little endeavor has any positive effect at all if it could just maybe rally the right people at the right time to make things a little bit nicer for someone in this life in this strange time that we all find ourselves living in then I would be really really happy so please anybody out there we leave a comment you can message me you can email me, Austin Dav, which is A-U-S-T-I-N-D-A-V, as in Victor, at gmail.com. This website has, this podcast has its own website. You can leave a comment. This podcast has a Facebook page. Uh, I'm sure there's a way to message me that way or leave a comment. 
uh, I think there's lots of ways to get in touch. If there's anyone out there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who would like to help, especially in Arlington, Texas, please let me know. And, you know, let's see if maybe this hive mind out there can offer a little bit of human kindness. I think it can. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate all the listeners. I know there's like 300 of you out there somewhere. And really, when I started this, I thought maybe a dozen was like my max. So, you know, if you're listening, I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you. And I hope you join us again. Someone Else's Memories by Revolution Void and Calm the Fuck Down by Broke for Free are used under a Creative Commons attribution license.